SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. Thank you to Siki and the rest of the MoneyWeb team. They're back again tomorrow at 6 p.m. My name is Brad Brown with you until 7 tonight, and we've got uh, a pretty busy show lined up for you today. We'll be chatting extensively about Tokyo Sechwale putting his uh, name into the hat for the FIFA presidency. We'll also chat to, to the president of the Golden Lions Rugby Union Kevin Clark about uh, the Lions' perfect season for 2015. But we start with football news. FIFA presidential candidate Tokyo Sechwale says he's humbled to have received so much support from the Southern African region uh, as most of the Kisafa football region nominated him before last night's deadline. We'll hear from him later on in this evening's show as well. In PSL, New Orlando Pirates coach Eric Tinkler says it's important for his team to get back to winning ways in the AFSA Premiership. The Buccaneers are chasing their first Premiership victory since August when they clash with Golden Arrows tomorrow night. Pirates have a tough 10 days ahead of them. That clash plus two Soweto derbies and an encounter with Ajax Cape Town. The coach believes that this period of the season is vital. Those games with good momentum, confidence, the morale is high and the football that we're playing is, is of a high standard. And that's what we need to try and get back into our game. So all of that obviously affects, affects us as a technical team, affects the players, because we're all aware of it. And we know the importance of us getting back to, to our winning ways and playing the type of football that we know we can produce. The coach also spoke about the media coverage of his team this season so far and says uh, they're not breeding any confidence into his players. Prior to this, prior to our form, as well as fatigue, if you recall. The press were using the fatigue as, as being a major concern, but then we got through to the, the group phase, and then the fatigue issue disappeared, and all of a sudden, here came the, the fall. And I think psychologically, it does affect the players to a degree. But it's my job to obviously make them understand that, you know, they, they need to apply themselves the exact same way that, that, they, that they've been applying themselves in, in, in the African competition. Meanwhile, yesterday marked one year since the passing of Pirates and Bafada Bafana goalkeeper Senzo Mayua. Mayua was gunned down during an alleged botch robbery in Fosluris, east of Johannesburg. The coach says Mayua's loss has left a gaping hole at the club. Senzo will be sorely missed. And I don't think there's anybody who, who had the experience of actually working with Senzo. I don't think anybody has forgotten his memory because you feel it every day at training. Tonight in the PSL, Pumalanga Black Aces have the chance to go top of the log. They travel to the FNB Stadium to play Kaiser Chiefs. Tonight's other encounter sees Chip United welcome Super Sport United at the Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium. Kickoff in both of those in an hour from now. North of us, Chad have hired Cameroon defender Robert, uh, R- Rigobert Song after they sacked their coach, uh, Emmanuel Tregoat. Uh, it's also Capital One Cup action to look forward to this evening. Chelsea travel to take on Stoke. Sheffield Wednesday welcome Arsenal. Hull come up against Leicester City and Norwich are away to Everton. Those kick off at a quarter to ten this evening. On to rugby now. English side, the Leicester Tigers have confirmed that they've signed former Springbok captain Jean de Villiers on a six-month deal. That starts on the 1st of December. The ICC released the World Test Rankings today as well. Joe Roots uh, has reclaimed the top spot on those batting rankings 
from Steve Smith. A.B. de Villiers is in third. Pakistan's Yassi Shah moved above. James Anderson, Stuart Broad and Trent Bolt into second behind Dale Stain on the bowling rankings. In other cricket news, the Cape Cobras have pulled off a major coup. They've signed Kieran Pollard for the uh, for another two seasons of Ram Slam T20 action. The West Indian all-rounder helped catapult the Cobras to the title last season with his 14 wickets and 243 runs at an average of 81. Pollard may, however, miss the first two domestic T20 matches due to his participation in the T20 series against Sri Lanka. The Cobras begin their title defence against the Highfelt Lions on the 1st of November at Newlands. Finally, on to tennis. Leighton Hewitt's been confirmed as Australia's new Davis Cup captain. He takes over from the interim skipper Wally Masur. Meanwhile, at the WTA finals in Singapore, Flavia Panetta secured her first Red Group win with a 7-6-6-4 victory over Agnieszka Radvanska. Maria Sharapova remains unbeaten in the same group. She won 6-4-6-4 over top seed Simona Halep. We'll be chatting some football next, but I want to know. The SMS lines are open. 34701. Those SMSs charge at one rand. Do you think Tokyo Sukhwale has a chance of becoming the new FIFA president? Get those SMSs in. You can also tweet us at SAFM Sports Rap or find us on Facebook as well. SAFM Sports Rap. This is SAFM Sports Rap, and the big news of the day, and it's probably the last day in a bit is that of Tokyo Sekwale throwing his name into the hat for the presidency of FIFA. Lots going on at football's governing body and uh, it'll be interesting to see how things do progress over the weeks and months to come. He was speaking at Safa House this morning ahead of jetting off to Egypt where he'll be uh, addressing the CAF uh, Executive Committee tomorrow. But we join now by Sokola Dumo Jono. Joe Cran, Joe, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Nice to, nice to catch up. Interesting times in, in world football, obviously, with everything that's going on. But uh, it's great to see a South African putting his hand up and uh, gunning for the top job. Definitely, yeah. No, I mean, it's uh, as you say, it's very interesting times for, for FIFA and football at the minute. I think one of the most uh, interesting things that, that Tokyo said today was was the fact that he said, "Look, f- football is broken. Like football, the, the 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 brand of FIFA is 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 not in a good place at the minute. And and part of what he wants to do is, is to fix that and, and make it the beautiful game once again. But um, I mean, yeah, as I say, that that. The whole thing is, is is crazy at the minute. I mean, it just seems to be a constant stream of people being suspended, and then this person's uh, trying to badmouth the other person. And I think that one thing that Tokyo's really got to be um, prepared for is that some of these guys they might be friends and stuff, and they might have dealt with each other quite a lot. I mean, um, Tokyo's been working with FIFA for about I think he said about nine and a half years now, um, and I don't think it matters how friendly they are when it when it comes to the actual presidency. I think that. I think they'll be fighting a little bit dirty, and I hope he's I hope he's thick skinned enough to to deal with that. I mean, given Tokyo's background, I'm I'm sure he is. Yeah, let, let's hope he is, Joe. It's it's fascinating following this this whole saga, and, and particularly how it's unfolded with with Seth Blatter and, and Jerome Falca being suspended and Michel Platini being suspended, but. This whole investigation, I think there's a lot more to be uncovered than, than what's been made public at the moment. And you talk about the, the guys who are campaigning at the moment and are they going to campaign dirty, are they not? It's important to remember as well that Tokyo Sekwale was also involved in the 2006 bid as well as the successful 2010 bid here in South Africa uh, as, as part of the bid committee. So it... it I'm not saying that is the case, but there could be allegations that are going to come out in his campaigning that that could harm his campaign in the long run. Well, that's exactly what I mean. I, I think that if, the, if there is stuff to be uncovered, 
Um, I'm sure that people will uncover it at a time that suits them the best. Um, I mean, I remember reading something recently, and there was a list of, of the people high up in FIFA, and I think of the 12 or 13 there, there was 11 of them that were either being investigated or had already been suspended or they already been banned. And so, I mean, I think we're running out of people who <laughs> who aren't <laughs> under scrutiny at the minute. It's, uh, it's, it's quite scary. I mean, I, I've said previously, to some extent, I think we need a complete overhaul. I think we need to just um, sort of start from scratch and, and bring in people who we can possibly trust a little bit more because it has been, I mean, this has been going on for a long, long time. And, and I think, as you as you mentioned, I, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. I think what the public knows is, 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 is nothing compared to what's, what's really going on. And I think that the next sort of three or four or five months at FIFA are going to be, are going to be incredibly interesting to watch and see how this whole thing pans out because, and the people that are running for, for presidency now, and not all of them are squeaky clean either. So, I mean, we've got, we've got Michelle Patini who's running for president while suspended. I mean, I think, that, I think that says a lot. Um, so I, it's going to be very interesting and, um, Tokyo's got a lot of work to do between now and February to, to make, sort of, make it, make what he wants to happen happen. I mean, the campaigning is going to be hard enough, but let's put ourselves in whoever wins the election's shoes. The campaigning is going to be the easy bit. Cleaning FIFA, I, I, I don't know. I mean, would you want that job? Ah, not a chance. <laughs> There's no way that I'd touch that job. I mean, even if I wasn't qualified, then. I think what, what, one thing that Tokyo mentioned earlier was that it was calling for transparency, and I think that that is, is arguably the most important thing. He talks about transparency, he talks about eradicating racism in the game and, and for me they're two of the biggest issues that are sort of thwarting football these days and, and if you can make that happen either of those two things happen then I think you've done a, a great job but like you say it's, uh, it's not as easy as clicking your fingers and you're president and then all, everything goes your way um, I, I've been quite impressed with, with how he's handled the situation and, and he was saying that um, with, with his bid his votes start at home he start, his votes start with his region so he wants to make sure that Within South Africa, he had the people's um, the people's vote here, and then he's now obviously, as you mentioned as well, he's going off to Cairo to today to go and meet with CAF and get their votes. So he's he's dealing with it from his people's point of view, from his region's point of view, and I think that's a smart way of doing it. If you can get the the, the backing of the people around you, then it becomes a lot easier to to get the backing of the of the masses. One thing he said today at South House as well is that he wouldn't be standing if he didn't believe he could win this thing. It's, he's not there just to make up the numbers. In in your opinion, has he got a has he got a shot at at winning the presidency? I think it's a I think it's probably a slim chance just because of the way FIFA is run. I, I think that sadly it's a very largely it's a Eurocentric um, organisation, and and whether it's someone from Europe or someone who has the backing of Europe. And that eventually goes on to win it will only sort of remain to be seen. But I think that that's possibly the way it's going to go. Um, I think that's just kind of the sad reality of it. And I, but I do think that with with Tokyo, I mean, he said that uh, he he was in a situation where people were calling him and asking him to run for it. And I mean, we heard Franz Beckenbauer give him his backing. I mean, I know he doesn't speak for the whole of the German FA, but to have someone like Beckenbauer, I mean, the Kaiser, giving you his backing, I think is is huge for Tokyo. And, and and I, I, like I say, I, I'm not going to say he's got no chance, and I, I think that in many ways he would be a, a very good choice for it. I mean, he's, he's made global news. It's not like uh, it's just here that he's, his name's being banded about now, and, and it's exciting. I mean, as you mentioned when we started the conversation, it, it's great to have a South African even involved. Uh, if he can if he can really push for it and he can make some change and, and what he's doing along the way, even if he doesn't make it as president, I'm sure that he will do a lot of good work on the, in the, in the build-up to that. 
Joe, Tokyo Sihuali is very politically connected here in South Africa. From a business point of view, he's, he's, he's super successful. He's got lots of business connections too. Could that play in his favour in these elections? I think I think that kind of uh, those kind of contacts and that kind of maths can can only help in these sort of situations. I think when you're when you're running for anything, um, especially something as big as, as as a FIFA presidency, having having business, having money, having uh, support and backing and stuff from from all over the country that you come from, for instance, is is huge, and I think that can make a massive difference in terms of whether he's going to be successful or not. I mean, obviously, he's, he's the first step for him is now to to persuade CAF to to get those countries behind him first, and then if that happens, if he manages to get the the bulk of CAF behind him, then then who knows what could happen. We'll watch this space closely. Those elections happening early in 2016. Joe Cran, Soccer Laduma Journal. Thank you so much for joining us this evening on SAFM Sports Wrap. Much appreciated, and we look forward to catching up again soon. Anytime, Kiko, whenever. AM Live with Sakina Kamwendo. The best the morning has to offer. So what is your take on the reviewed or relaxed visa laws as they stand at the moment? Are you happy with this decision? The um, piece as such, we said it's a step in the right direction. So we have been saying some of the things that we will want some clarification. Is that, what is that exactly that will then be required if the best certificate is not required anymore? So that we go out into the market with some clarity. We don't leave people being ambiguous, people question what is it that South Africa is asking for right now. So that's why we mean when we say we want to study the regulations, the concession, so that we become clear when we go to the marketplace. Matsati Ramawela, who is the CEO of Tourism Business Council of South Africa. AM Live with Sakina Kamwendo. Weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. Only on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. I think it is, it is the most beautiful country. And I think rather than all of us upping and leaving and running away, let's rather fight. Let's stay here and let's protect our country. Let's make the change that we need to make. Jess Foot became a heroine to many South Africans when following her traumatic gang rape by four men in 2008, she showed courage and selflessness by establishing the Jess Foot Foundation. Find the story of Jess and many other South African icons of tomorrow on 21 Icons, Sundays at 7.27 p.m. Find it on SABC3. Join us throughout the month of October as we put the spotlight on South Africa's premier travel and tourism awards, honoring the best of the best in the South African tourism industry. The Lily Della Tourism Awards, which were launched in 2013, recognize and celebrate those who have worked passionately to put South Africa on the global tourism stage. Join us as we'll be talking to provincial winners as we build towards the national event on the 22nd of October, where the best of the best in the tourism industry will be honoured. The Lily Zeller Tourism Awards. SAFM Sports Wrap. Still coming up on this evening's show, we'll touch base with Golden Lions uh, President Kevin DeClerc about the Lions' successful 2015 Absent Curry Cup campaign. But obviously the big story of the day is uh, FIFA presidential candidate Tokyo Sehwale who's jetting off to Egypt uh, to meet with a CAF executive committee tomorrow. He says he's humbled to have received so much support from the Southern African region, as most of the countries in the Kasafa football region nominated him before last night's deadline. Sekhwale says it's important that his support started uh, here at home. I am happy, I am very happy, to have been endorsed by the South African Football Association leadership unanimously. When they had done that, I had no nominations. And a number of you, I'm sure, were speculating where are his nominations for the candidacy. The truth is that I had none. I couldn't have any nominations. 
It was 72 hours ago. Because at that time, I'm still thinking. All other people, I'm sure, were doing their work. You couldn't have nominations because you're still thinking. But once Safa had taken a position, all that was needed was a phone call. I phoned a few people. I want to say here, I was very pleasantly surprised with the response. The response I got within hours. All my nominations came in yesterday. All of them. Many people would struggle to call the 54 associations and many others across the world. But I decided that all my nominations must begin in my region. One step at a time. Start at home. Start in the region. And go across the continent. Then we can meet others on equal ground globally. All the nominations. And I want to congratulate those countries that all flooded in. I say flooded to say we're nominating in ours. The next step in the nomination process is the ethics checks to see if all eight candidates qualify for the elections. That will take place in February next year. Sekhwali will face stiff competition from Asian Football Confederation President and FIFA Vice President Sheikh Salman bin Ibrahim Al-Khalifa of Bahrain, UEFA Secretary General Gianni Infantino. And they're also outsiders like Jerome Champagne. A few weeks ago, Sechwale received an endorsement from German football legend Franz Beckenbauer. But he knows you'll need more than just that to be chosen as the candidate to replace Sepp Blatter. Of course, it's real. I had said I'm applying my mind. I'm weighing all options. And at that time, I had not made any... I was quite close to make, making a decision. Uh, but I have great respect for the Kaiser, for Franz Beckenbauer, for people like Pele, and, and other members of his generation... The Eusebius, God bless him because he has passed on. These are, these are my heroes. These are people that we started playing real international football, watching them in, in, in the kind of black and white films that were available. And uh, Beckenbauer has been working very close with us here in South Africa. And Beckenbauer was very close with, to us after our loss, where, where, where Germany beat us by one vote because of Oceania. Um, and Beckenbauer, if you would know, accepted the whole team of South Africans to work uh, with, with them during their 2006 uh, World Cup, um, I regarded him as a gentleman. So, so an endorsement like, like that uh, from him um, was, was humbling. I, I know he's now embroiled in his own problems, and I'd like to believe that he'll be able to, to tackle those, those, those issues because they should not affect the uh, reputation. But as, as a man of his worth, as, as a man of football, as an administrator, uh, and as, as a leader, Beckenbauer is, is amongst the best in, in the world. Sekhwal is no stranger to FIFA. He's served in its media committee, the anti-racism task team, and lately was assigned by former President Sepp Blatter to mediate for FIFA in the dispute between the Israeli and Palestinian soccer federations. He speaks glowingly about the roles he played within FIFA. I have been with FIFA for nine years. I'm one of the founders of the Say No to Racism campaign because racism is the single largest thing that will destroy football. If you are in football, you don't know about racism, then you don't know football. Because it's the only thing that will divide people. And I know how to treat the question of racism. In 2006, we launched the Say No to Racism of FIFA. I've been a member of the FIFA Fair Play and Social Responsibility Committee. That's the one which designed, you know, the blue and white, the blue and yellow flag, the one the kids walk in the stadium with, and they put it at an angle. It's written fair play. Fair play is about good play on the field. It's about doping, chief. It's about corruption, fighting corruption. It's about bribery. That's when I learned in that committee for four years that there's going to be fair play. What is broken in FIFA are the rules which are in that committee of which I was a member for four years. Then I was transferred to your committee 
in which I serve right now, the media committee, the biggest committee, we broadcast every day because football is a 24, it's a 25 hour. As we are sitting, people are playing. When the others sleep, as Japan will be sleeping very soon, the United States will wake up, California, San Francisco. It plays around the clock. It is in that media committee, therefore, that I learned that this is something else. It's a unifier. It brings people to, it breaks down, my people say it's sport, breaks down barriers, racial barriers. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader. This is SAFM and Sports Wrap it is. This past weekend was uh, another jam-packed one with some great rugby action. And uh, we spoke extensively about the World Cup semi-finals that took place. The Springboks were in action. But we previewed the game on Friday evening, and it was the culmination of this year's ABSA Curry Cup. Saw the Golden Lions hosting Western Province at Emirates Airline Park. And uh, in the end, it turned out to be a perfect season for the Golden Lions. They couldn't have asked for better. And it's an absolute pleasure to welcome on to uh, SAFM Sports Trap this evening, the president of the Golden Lions Rugby Union, Kevin DeClaire. Kevin, welcome on to SAFM. And first up, congratulations on that 32-24 victory. Thank you so much, Bradley, and to your listeners there at SAFM. Lovely to be with you. Kevin, as a, as a Lions fan myself, uh, it was, I mean, you couldn't have asked for, for anything better from a team. It was a slight wobble in the semi-final against the Cheetahs, but uh, came through unscathed, and that might have been the, the catalyst for that wonderful performance in the final. Yes, yeah, always the case, Brady. Uh, I think finals and semi-finals are always somewhat different to run up uh, through the games throughout the season. Uh, I think the side performed marvelously well, but understandably a bit nervous. And uh, I was uh, fortunately overseas at the time, watching the, the quarterfinals, and I was picking up the commentary um, sort, of, sort of minute on minute. I couldn't, couldn't work out exactly what was going on, but you know, uh, unfortunately, in this competition, uh, the bodies are littered along the way. But we sides have rested a week before a final or a semi-final and have paid the price. And we learned that, that hard lesson. We never seemed to learn it, but we did. But they came through wonderfully at the end. All, all praise to the team. They, they did remarkably well. It's been a fabulous season for us, Freddie. Um, hard work done, uh, taking game for game. And I think, you know, thankful uh, to what we achieved. Uh, and also a number of milestones covered, I think, last. The line side that achieved this is, goes back as far as 1950 where they won 12 games in a row plus the finals. So that's some feat in itself. That's all glory to the team. They're the ones that go out there and set it up Saturday. And also ready to a wonderful, uh, wonderful coaching staff. We'll touch on that coaching staff in a moment, but I wanted to, to really emphasize that team, Kevin. They, they've, they've taken a, a lot of flack over the last few years. There was a lot of talk in, in, in when, when coach Heineke Meyer selected his, his Springbok squad that there were no Lions players in, in that squad, but they've, they've proved that, that they, they're worthy of the accolades they're getting now, and, and possibly there, there were a few in that, in that squad that were unlucky to, to miss out on World Cup selection, but they've, they've really proved their worth for, for the Golden Lions this season. That's absolutely correct. We at the Lions obviously thought that some of our boys should have made that, but we play somewhat, a diff- somewhat of a different type of a game that the Springboks are playing at present, the Heineken Mayer style of rugby. You know, we, we always stand unified behind our national team. Uh, we're sort of very sorrowful that we didn't achieve the ends that we hoped, but I think the players were very gallant. I think they tried very hard. But certainly, I think a Yoko Krula, Warren Whiteley, you know, Franco Washington and, and, and our front row, Julian Remingas, uh, and probably um, one or two of the other boys up front, they could have, could have maybe made, made, a, made a difference. 
Uh, we also rate out in Yankees, man, at Borsov very, very highly. Uh, line number two in the centers. And, and, you know, I think some of those boys on tour might have made a difference. But, you know, Heineke had his pattern set for himself. Uh, he had a certain style he wanted to play. And I don't think our guys are quite fitted into that. Uh, with the greatest respect, I think we play a different brand of rugby. More than it's an open-flowing, all-black type of, uh, of a game, really. Kevin, Kevin, it's interesting you, you say that because if you look at the way the, the Blue Bulls played the season too, very different to the way they normally play. Do you think we're seeing a, a change in, in traditional South African rugby? I think so. I, I really do think so, Brad. Uh, just coming from, I suppose, uh, the influence of the Super 15 and the way the Australian New Zealanders played the game. I think gone are the traditional high kick and charge years. I think bulldozing with South African strength, which you have got superior strength to most of the side, but it's become more of a skillful game. And I think this is the success that New Zealand is enjoying, and now Australia as well, is, is the, the skills through the, the, the hands, the ball going through the hands, and moving it quickly from set pieces. I think we're also starting to eliminate a lot of this high kicking of the ball, uh, which, which frees your players up to, to do a little bit more and become a bit more adventurous. I mean, you mentioned the All Blacks and, and Australia, but I, I think let's not forget Argentina as well. They're also playing a, a very similar style of rugby, and, and, and those, all the hard work that they've put in, uh, shown some, some wonderful rewards in, in the World Cup as well. Let's talk about your coaching staff, Kevin. You aren't Akaman and the rest of his team. You, you can't say enough about what, what Akas has done with, with, with a team that, that, I mean, when they started, there were no superstars. There's superstars there now, but when he first got that group together, there were no big names. He's he's done an amazing job with that with with those those youngsters. That is so correct. That was a little uh, a time ago. It's almost uh, let's say two two and a half years, which is nothing in rugby terms. You know that we rebuilt this whole outfit after being booted out of the Super 50 unceremoniously. Uh, we lost massive amounts of money off our bottom line. We also had an exodus of players and sponsors. We, in fact, went through the, the 2013 season without a sponsor and part of the 2014 season. And I think we started to deliver a brand of rugby that, that brought the people back, brought the fans back, started rekindle the interest from sponsors. We were very fortunate to have landed a sponsor like Emirates Airlines you know, into, into our business, and others came to the party. So much so that, you know, we're almost uh, are full on that, that capacity. There's always room for one or two more. But we've certainly uh, um, replenished those those resources, and it's, it's it's all down to which I've always termed that is the shop window. The shop window being your your senior side and their performance. And high tide always raises all boats. Basically, this is what our team have done, and we've spent immensely proud of them. As far as looking ahead to, to 2016 and beyond, first first port of call, obviously, Super Rugby is a slight change in, in 2016 with the way things are, 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 are going to be structured with a couple of new teams coming in. Are you pretty confident you can carry this form and this confidence from a, a, a very successful Absa Carrier Cup campaign into, into the new Super Rugby season? I think so. There's a couple of boys coming back into the side, Betty. Uh, I think for the for the time being, is I think everybody's just sitting back back and taking a breath or two. It's, it's been a very very busy time coming right off the Super 50 campaign. And by the way, the best Super 50 campaign that we've enjoyed, without sincerely being boastful, we we believe that we are a side of, of people that like to keep our feet in the ground. We always analyse how, how thankful thankful we are, you know, for what we've achieved and that. Um, 
Now, there's always work still to be done, a lot of work still to be done ahead in this, in this whole program, Paddy. Uh, once again, President of the Golden Lions Rugby Union, Kevin Clack, congratulations on a, a very successful season. We look forward to catching up again soon. Thanks for your time this evening. Only my pleasure, Bradley. Nice talking to you. Good evening to you all.